week six college football is upon us. You can smell the fall in the air. Uh, Tennessee gets revenge last week over them dirty birdie Gamecocks. <laughs> Welcome back to the so- Showdown Podcast. Uh, man, pretty good week last week, huh? Oh, yeah. And I just beat you in NCAA. So. I beat you first, man. Come it's on. A- don't, don't do it. Don't do me like that. <laughs> the first game, I dogged you the first time. The first game was a test game. I thought I was going to throw all over you. Oh and then Lord. I just I had to reset, run the option a little bit, go dad mode this on. Guy, Chew this the guy. clock, control the game. You know what I'm saying? I beat him by 20. and then I beat you by like 10 or 14. So seven, seven. 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 Uh-huh. That's what it was. But Anyways, uh, here we are. Week six. SEC play. Last week was a good week, I feel like. I mean, it was a lot of exciting games. A couple of close games, a couple of not-so-close games. <coughs> Tennessee. But a <laughs> 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 quarterback threw two picks. And it we still matter. We still balled out. It don't matter. Go Vols. <laughs> <laughs> it don't matter. Go Vols. Uh, let's hop into last week, though. What game are we going to start with? Uh, I guess we can start with uh, Texas A&M and Arkansas. Man, Arkansas just couldn't get nothing going. Couldn't get nothing going on offense, could they? Oh, absolutely not. I mean, K.J. Jefferson had negative three rushing yards. And what, what did I tell you last week? I said Texas A&M is not going to miss a beat without Wiegman going into Max Johnson. Max Johnson you did, que- look, you he did look good. He did Man, throw one pick, but he looked don't, good overall. Don't question me no more. I mean, you're, uh, what, 17 and 28 on your <laughs> picks? I'm Listen, <laughs> I'm not good against the spread. I'll tell you how a team's going <laughs> to perform. <laughs> I question myself. I know it, too. but I don't know it. It's all right. It's all right. You know. But, yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, Texas A&M shut down Arkansas completely, especially in the run game. They had like 45, 46 rushing yards total in that game. And uh, K.J. Jefferson didn't pass it very good either. Um, so, yeah. They yep. just they got sacked like down. seven times in that game. Yeah. Texas A&M defense, the only thing that really wasn't churning, got churning and yeah. took a turn this week and – Shut out a pretty decent Arkansas team. I'm kind of low on Arkansas right now. I'm kind of low on uh, uh, Mississippi State. You know, yeah. I'm lower on them than I was when I was coming into this season. Absolutely, at the beginning of the season, I thought Mississippi State was a dark horse. Me and you both. Yeah. And uh, that's sad to say. I don't know. It's just they hadn't really performed. But Texas A&M this week clicking on all cylinders. It seemed like. I mean, they had one mistake on offense with that interception, and but they ran the ball pretty handily too. I mean, they had a hundred yard rusher. They had a few receivers. They spread the ball pretty evenly. Max Johnson didn't miss a beat, like Christopher said. Texas A&M just looked sharp. It's kind of scary with Tennessee playing them next week, but uh, we'll see how they do this week against Bama. Yep. Where, where are we going to next? Uh, what we got next? Maybe uh, how about the beatdown that Florida got by Kentucky? You know, I appreciate y'all, Kentucky, for taking out all the anger we had on Florida. I don't. <laughs> I don't you like just it. hate Kentucky. I don't like it. You hate Kentucky <laughs> that bad. I don't like the way they beat them. They didn't just beat them. I mean, they ran the ball down their throat, dude. I know. I liked it. Ray That's Davis. what they did to us. <laughs> Speaking of ESPN, this we was haven't a, played Kentucky yet. You know, you're like already mad at Kentucky. I'm already mad at Kentucky. <laughs> You've been mad at Kentucky. We were playing NCAA. This was the ESPN Instant Classic for Ray Davis. This was his uh, his breakout game. 26 yeah. carries, 280 yards, and three touchdowns. That's just that sounds like somebody made it up and they did it on a video game. Yeah, that's pretty dirty. And uh, it just feels like they, they jumped out in the first quarter, got an early lead on Kentucky. and I mean, on Florida. Kentucky got an early lead on Florida and they just held on to it. They controlled the game pretty much the entire game. It was just a, a, a beatdown. I mean, just like we were talking about on that last game, Florida really just couldn't get nothing going on offense. 
They didn't score on the first. They didn't score on the fourth. You know, they really couldn't get nothing going. They kept trying. They kept trying. They kept trying. It's kind of hard getting something going whenever the offense on the other side of the ball is just driving down the field, shoving it straight down your throat. I mean, you're watching somebody do that while you're on the sidelines. It's pretty tough to get your offense going. So and, uh, uh, I, I, I kind of appreciate Billy Napier, it, Kentucky. Trip, Trip doesn't appreciate Billy it. Billy Napier continues it. to struggle on the road, too. Yeah. That's um, one in five in road games under Billy Napier. So they can't get it done on the road right now. It's something Florida's got to get better at. And it's after the Tennessee win, everybody was praising Napier, and now it feels like his job is back on the line. Yeah, that's how he it is. That's how it is in Florida, though. Yeah. The same ones that were praising him are now at his throat, and that's yeah. just that's how it's all. That's gonna that's how it's gonna be at Florida until they get something turned around. They get they get another Tebow in there, and <laughs> you know they ever gonna have a year like that again? I, I don't know. I hope not. <laughs> I hope we have another year like '98. I don't know if that's gonna happen though. Yeah. Uh, but. I don't know. I don't think Napier's job is in as much trouble as other people think. Me personally, no, me I wouldn't be coming at his throat. Me either. I think he's got some good. I think he's got some positive things going there. Yeah. So. Maybe some other coaching changes should happen. I think yeah. he'll get it figured out. Maybe a new offensive or defensive coordinator or something out there. He, he can just he can wait till after week three from now on to get it figured out. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. What's going next? Ooh, Georgia right, let's, and Auburn. Let's go to the the dirty game that we had. Georgia and Auburn. You know, I'm sorry. For you guys that took the the loan out on your house, stole your little children's <laughs> money like I told you to do, and put put everything you had on Georgia because you are now broke and homeless. And <laughs> you're on I twenty begging for change, and I'm sorry. Uh, I hey, with my other picks, I got you three other picks that won. So you know, at least you might have got the children's money back. You're able to sprinkle it back in the piggy bank. But yeah, I mean, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I, I don't know everything, you know. I'm 15 and seven. That's pretty good, but sorry about this one. It's Georgia's fault. It's, jo- it's Georgia's fault. It ain't mine. <laughs> I mean, they did have two turnovers that resulted in touchdowns for Auburn. That's kind yeah. of the biggest part of it. Pretty big. And I mean, Auburn came out. They played. Georgia's got just a big X on their back. Everybody, come play me and come play me hard. And mm-hmm. everybody's giving Georgia. Even the the non SEC teams are are giving Georgia the best they got. But Bowers has superpowers. Absolutely. And that's that's the reason that Georgia got, honestly, the win. Oh, yeah. He week. carried second Dude, half. that one-handed gr- snag he had, oh, my gosh. Hey, there was one of those. It looked like Bowers was a tight end last night and uh, a little Wednesday night game, a little Wednesday night maction. Uh, there was one of those snags like Bowers. I mean, he can't quite do it like Bowers, but <laughs> – no, you know. I think the game plan in the second half was give Brock Bowers the ball and just let him yeah. go. I, I, I think I, that would be my game plan all the time. Uh, I put him at running back. I put him at quarterback. I put him at tight wide receiver. He's everywhere. Yeah. He's going to play middle linebacker if it comes down to <laughs> it. Uh, Kirby Smart, after this game, said, I was a little depressed in the bus by how much we let them run the ball. And that's why Auburn hung around. I mean, they their run game got going in the first half. They – it wasn't just like there was one busted play here. They were they were driving on this Georgia defense in the first half, which I could never have expected. I didn't think that they would score more than ten points, and they put up ten points in the first quarter. They they jumped out to a ten zero start in the first quarter, and that's something I would have never expected. But uh, yeah, I mean Georgia just let them run the ball in the first half, and second half once again they came out made adjustments. Their offensive game plan changed. They started feeding Bowers more, Bowers more, and uh. Came out and got it done. Snuck one out in Jordan Hare. Um, 
And also, Carson Beck, I know he did throw one interception, but he looked very good to me under pressure. A lot of Georgia, uh, there's a lot of Georgia people there saying Vandegrift might be the guy questioning Beck's um, authority in that backfield. And I just, I feel like he looked great. He was throwing balls under pressure, getting them where they need to be. He looked like a game manager. And uh, yeah, the dude threw 313 yards. I mean, he's he is the Georgia quarterback. Yeah. He needs to be, he's the starter for a reason. Uh, Kirby makes good good choices on who the starter is going to be and who the backup is. I don't think there's any uh. You know the fans might just need to silence their lips because he's he's got it going on. I mean they've got two two uh, national championships in a row. I don't even know how many games they've won in a row at this point. I think it's twenty two or twenty three. Twenty two or twenty three games in a row. When you do that, I mean, you, you as a fan, you you just get to sit back and watch, and watch. you don't have to critique anything. There's nothing yeah. to critique here. Beck's the man for you, and uh, I mean, well, he's got two more years after this. Uh, I, mean, this, I think so, yeah. Because he get a COVID year. I think he's a junior, but he get I mean, a COVID good year. Lord, this sure. is his first year, and they're still undefeated, and he's he's going at it. Yeah, I think they just got spoiled with old male. <clears> the best thing magic. about Georgia, though, man, the, the second half, the corrections that they make mm-hmm. at halftime and come into the second half yeah. on is just it's ridiculous. To, it's yeah, it's pleasing to watch, to be honest. I mean, I hate it because I am not a Georgia fan by any means, but. I, I can't help but to enjoy watching something like that. Yeah. Um, another yeah. another positive thing on the coaching staff with Kirby Smart is I heard another pre, uh, press conference. They said he said we will not be hunted. We will be doing the hunting. You said they have an X on their back. I like that mindset, and uh, I think that's the reason that Georgia will probably win handily this week. Just a little preview to this this upcoming week. But, yeah. Uh, Enough on Georgia. We're talking for a little while on them. Uh, what we got next? We got Missouri at Vanderbilt. Missouri and Vandy. Uh, Brady Cook. God. Continuing. Cooking again. Continuing to cook. That's my saying right now. Let Brady Cook cook. He has the SEC record for the most consecutive pass attempts without an interception. I think it's like 350 plus, something like that, around 350 pass attempts without an interception. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I saw that. Even uh, Luther Burden, also a dog. He should have got the honorable mention this week on my uh, top five players on TikTok, but Brock Bowers got that over him. But uh, definitely a shout-out to Luther Burden. He's doing some good stuff over there at Missouri, too. Missouri's looking like a sleeper team right now. 5-0, and first time since 2013, first time in 10 years since they've started the season 5-0. and Wow, that I did not know. And uh, just handled this handled Vandy team pretty good handled this Vandy team pretty good yeah uh, granted Vandy's not not the best this year uh I was definitely higher on Vandy too than I should have been uh you know I was just you know I have to make a bold prediction every now and then I'm trying to make a bold prediction on that one but Missouri looks great uh they got a pretty pretty solid defense and really their offense has showed out more than I expected this year their offense has showed out more and their defense has given up a little bit more points than I expected but they do look sound on defense, and they look great on offense also. Um, you know, they got a big test coming up against LSU. At least they're at Missouri. They got the home field advantage. They're 5-0. and You know, I mean, obviously with the line where it's at, it's supposed to be a dogfight. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's kind of what I expect. So, good luck with Missouri on that one. Another thing I forgot to mention, but um, A.J. Swan is benched in this game. Quarterback oh, really? change. So, I mean – that's kind of huge there. Uh, like I said last week, he was making a lot of rookie mistakes, forcing passes, trying to make something out of nothing, and just throwing it in the traffic and turning the ball over. And 
I guess the head coach over there at Vanderbilt said that he wasn't ready. He he did, decided that he wasn't ready for uh, the spotlight, so made the change at quarterback and backup played pretty good. I mean, 260 yards through the air and two touchdowns. He did also turn the ball over one time, but I feel like uh, to be just thrown in the fire like that, he played solid. Yeah. So. Not bad, not bad. Uh, next we got we got the shootout. Went over 100 on this one. Oh, yeah. Uh, LSU and Ole Miss. Ole Miss surprised me on this one. I definitely had LSU on this one, uh, but, you know, that's what happens in a shootout, man. Who, who's going to score last? Just last week. Pretty much. Just last week you said, has Lane Kiffin ever gotten a big win? Was that last week or the week before? Right? That was last week. You know, he's never, uh, I think, I don't know the exact statistic, but he's never beaten a team that ended up, I believe, residing in the top ten. Like they wow. never. He still never has it because LSU was number 12 last week. Yeah, yeah, but they could be a top 10 team. That's, I don't know, two losses now, right? Yeah, two losses. I think they're in the, I think they're 23rd right now, 23rd. Yeah, yeah. one behind us. Yeah. How did we drop? Uh, Missouri ended up jumping us in the rankings after their win this week. Huh. It's kind of hard to think about how uh, the rankings <coughs> don't make any sense. For me, the rankings don't matter until – the college football playoff rankings, but uh, yeah, I don't know. We're, kinda, we're way off that list right yeah, now. Yeah, way off that list right now. We're, we're only about halfway through the season. Yeah, This game, very exciting, though. Yeah, this oh game. Yeah. Shootout. This had two of my top five guys from my list this week. Um, Jaden Daniels, once again, looking like the man. If he had a little bit of help on the defense, maybe LSU would be undefeated right <laughs> now. But uh, he had 414 passing yards and four touchdowns. He also had about 100 yards on the ground and a touchdown. So, I mean, he was doing everything he could to to do it. But he did make one huge mistake. I don't even know if it was a mistake. He got freaking lit up. He got hit stick. But he fumbled, gave gave Ole Miss great field position. And, I mean, this is a six-point ball game. So, things like that swaying in Ole Miss's um, way, it's things that end up losing you the ball game. But both teams ran the ball handily both teams threw the ball handily i mean it was just offense all around the board i mean what's the no uh, wide receiver's name at Ole miss is it quashon they say it are you thinking about the receiver quinshawn judkins quinshawn quinshawn judkins yeah that kid golly but yeah he had like he 180 yards up. on the ground they also had mercy. two two over 100 yard receivers in the on Ole miss side in this game it was just electric game jackson dart comes up clutch and, uh, and what else could we have expected? These are the two top quarterbacks in the SEC for me. I mean, not the very top two, but these are two of the top two quarterbacks yeah. in the SEC. And uh, not really what I expected, but uh, LSU and Lane Kiffin get it done. They dominated in the fourth and the first, and they got out to a hard start, hot start and had a strong finish, and that's that's what won them the game. So mm-hmm. it's just very offensive, though. Big shootout. No Up next, we got the old Rattler got rattled. Mm-hmm. With the Gamecocks, and uh, man, Tennessee climbing all over them. Mm-hmm. You know, we were there. We were we were able to be a part of this. Kneeling at night was electric. It was such an electric atmosphere. Man, the fireworks going off, the lights going crazy. I really don't know how you can perform well in that environment as an opposing team. Oh, yeah. uh, I mean, I could barely hear anything whenever Rattler was mm-hmm. trying to scheme up some plays and do what he did man that defense that defense is the one the one to give this game ball to that defense is just 
absolutely ridiculous. They were pressuring him all game. They were in his face. He really couldn't get nothing going. You know, other – I mean, they had 20 points. One of these touchdowns is just from a breakout run oh, yeah. where a busted play where guys weren't there to, to get him. But, uh, man, what a, what a game from Tennessee. Prayers to Brew McCoy as it does seem that his season has came to an end. I just hope that – He had a successful surgery, though. The he did have a successful surgery. I just hope that uh, he'll be able to play in the future. But shout-out to the Vols this, this week, y'all. They look oh, yeah. great. Um. Speaking of that big run play, I mean, you don't want to – when you're looking at a game, you don't want to look outside that big touchdown. But, I mean, if you exclude that big touchdown run, Tennessee held South Carolina to two yards a carry on the ground. Yep. So, they were shutting down the run. They couldn't get the run game started. They had one busted play for a touchdown. They got them. That, that average boosted up a little bit. But, I mean, they couldn't run the ball at all. I would say the only thing Spencer Rattler did good in this game is he escaped pressure okay in this game even though they were all over him pretty much all night. I feel like he only had time to throw on the first, like, two drives of the game. And that's something where the secondary, uh, the back end of that Tennessee defense, looked much improved. And uh, Neyland's at night, greatest experience of my life, greatest atmosphere of my life. And I'm saying this for anybody, even if you're not a Tennessee fan, if you have never made it to a Tennessee game, find your way to a Tennessee game. It's fun. Okay? It is fun. I know you're thinking, as a Tennessee fan right there, they have fun. They they have a big winning streak at home right now. No. It is fun. Even if I wasn't a Tennessee fan, I would have fun there. What is the home streak right now? Do you know? It's uh either nine or ten wins in a row. At least, uh, at least we're streaking on something, you know. But Joe Milton, once again, two interceptions. Still got it done. Still dominated. I hope that our defense can hold up that way all year, and it won't really matter if Joe Milton throws two picks unless we're playing Georgia or somebody like that. It, it will matter a lot, but uh, against these teams like South Carolina, it won't really matter. <laughs> I hear you. Now, what about the catch from Squirrel White, man? He caught oh that. He used his leg. His eyes. He used his leg his eyes were to covered. catch that ball. I couldn't even see. I had never seen something like that. He literally yeah. used his that leg. That was a great catch. That was an amazing catch. It was right in front of us. That catch was right in front of us. We were right there in that end zone. That was That was awesome. Yeah. So yeah, kneeling at night. What we got next on the on the list? Oh, we're we're ten game streak. We're on a ten game home winning streak. Okay. That uh, makes ne- feel better. Next is the the massacre from Bama to Mississippi State. Good lord. I did I didn't expect it to be this bad. Yeah. I mean I picked Bama to cover, but I didn't expect it to be like this. Uh Bama looked really sound on defense. They kind of exploded on offense. They mostly exploded in the run game. Milrow only had like 12 attempts passing. He completed 10 of them. I mean, he looked a lot better. Maybe that's what they got to do. You know, they can't have him slinging the ball around. He's going to make mistakes, but he's great on his feet. Uh, the run game's great, and that that's what you kind of expect. That's more of what you expect from a Bama team. Now, it's, it's going to be a – it's going to be a dirty one coming up this week. Yeah. I mean, Bama and Bama and Art A uh, and M. That's at A and M. I'm pretty sure last time they were there, there was a a field storming. Yeah, there was. Well, that old last second field goal. I remember we were at the beach and I saw that field goal, and I went crazy and I was about to go run out on the beach, but mom and dad stopped <laughs> me. <laughs> uh, but this is this game didn't really go how I expected. I thought Mississippi State would put up a little bit more of a fight, but uh, Will Rogers 
got shut down and threw three interceptions. Mississippi State can't. That's something can't I never, never, ever, ever would have expected is that he just threw three picks. But uh, well, I mean, they've been they were trying to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Yeah. Then they let him pass and he he threw it out. And then it's like they don't they don't know they don't know what they got going. They yeah. they can't have a they don't have a uh, they don't have an identity on a, an identity exactly. That's what I'm looking for. They don't have an offensive identity. Right they now. don't. They don't run the ball heavy, or they're not balanced. They, they, they just, they do whatever. It's like they're, uh, <laughs> it's like they just mess around. It's and like find they're out. on ask coach, and they yeah. just close their eyes, and pick one. Yeah, they, <laughs> <laughs> they're on coach suggestions all game. That's what they run. Yeah, that's not going to work against an <laughs> Alabama football team. Yeah, Jalen so, Milrow, uh, even though he didn't, only even though he only passed the ball t- twelve times, he looked a little more sharp in this game. Yeah. So what what you got on our uh, top five players this week? Top five players this week. Uh, honorable mention. I got Brock Bowers. Honorable mention, huh? There was a lot of very good performances this week, and there's a, a few other guys that could have made an honorable mention. But honorable mention, Brock Bowers. I had to do an honorable mention this week. I usually don't, but I got two honorable mentions. Brock Bowers is the first one. Played absolutely stellar in that second half against Auburn. Basically carried him to a win. I bet his back is still hurting from carrying him to that win. Uh, second honorable mention, Jalen Wright, Tennessee. Something I didn't really hit on, but he ran the ball down their throat all game. Yeah. I mean, saw him and that defense pretty much dominated that game. Jalen uh, Wright had 123 yards on the ground on only 16 carries and a touchdown. So uh, he just ran the ball great. At number five, I got Caleb Downs. DB from Alabama. He had 13 total tackles Jesus. and an interception in this game. He was tackles. just all over the field making plays, and uh, that's why he got number five. And then we got Brady Cook at number four. He had 395 yards through the air and four touchdowns. Brady Cook once again just cooking. Then Jaden Daniels, number three. Man. Got him at number three. I thought you had to win to get on your list. That's why he's at number three. You made an exception for Jaden. I mean, he had like 500 yards and five touchdowns. I can't really leave him out. Uh, I feel you. He, I mean, 400 yards through the air, 100 yards on the ground, five total touchdowns. That's that's insane. Yeah. He had. That's why I put him at number three though, because he took he took the L. He he'd probably be two or one. But then number two, some of y'all are probably gonna be a little angry at, at me for saying he's number two until y'all hear number one. But number two is Ray Davis, that Kentucky running back. 26 carries, 280 yards. Three touchdowns ran all the way, all through them. I mean, he ran straight down their throat into their stomach. I mean, he ran all over them. That was just ridiculous. Number one, Jackson Dart and the entire Ole Miss offense. Because Jackson Dart, he had also had five total touchdowns, about 400 passing yards, just throwing all over them. But Ole Miss also had two 100-yard receivers, a 100 and a 180-yard rusher. So... They were firing on all cylinders to get this win against uh, LSU, so that's why Jackson Dart and the entire Ole Miss offense. The entire Ole Miss offense. Yeah. Props to you. And that's my top five. All right. Roll in. Let's roll in the next. Let's roll into the picks, week. man. What game are we gonna start it off with? I guess we'll go with LSU at Missouri. It's gonna be a dog fight, man. Uh, I just, I really, I really have LSU uh, kicking back on this one and. Uh, rebounding, what I'm trying to say. Rebound on this one from last week. Um, This is a tough one, you know. This could be where LSU just starts to, you know, all their hopes and dreams for the year kind of probably feel like they've been taken away. Uh, You know, I don't think that they have a shot anymore. 
at uh at the playoff. At the playoff. They could they could still have a shot on their side, right? Uh I I guess really they'd have to go no, undefeated they probably. Right they have to win out. They'd have to win out for sure. So Just from one 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 loss to Because Ole Miss, though? if you think A and M and Alabama, their losses are out of conference. Yeah. So they're still undefeated in the SEC. Yeah, we'll see how it plays out. But LSU, I mean, it's looking like they probably can't get in the college football playoffs, which is probably a goal that they had beforehand. So, but I do, I do see them rebounding this game. I'm like sitting here, like almost talking myself out of it. But I'm gonna ride with LSU uh, minus the four. This one, I wasn't juggling as hard as you were on this one. I feel like LSU is a better football team than Missouri, even though they're three and two. Their two losses are to good teams. I mean, Florida State. Probably one of the best teams in college football. Ole Miss, one of the best teams in that, better teams of the SEC. I mean, and Jackson Dart played the game of his life. I mean, he played amazing. The entire offensive side played great. Uh, I look, I look for LSU to get in the film room, clean some stuff up in the secondary, and try to put up a fight against Braden, Brady Cook and Luther Burden. That's the matchup uh, this week for me. Whoever the secondary can slow them down, then they'll they'll win this game pretty handily, I think. But uh. I just feel like they'll probably win by a touchdown, maybe 10 points. It'll be a dogfight, though, for sure. All It'll be a four-quarter game. Yeah. yeah. Next we got is uh, Western Michigan at Mississippi State. This one was honestly tough for me. Mississippi State has not looked good at all this year. Um, they've barely taken care of business against these weaker opponents. Uh, but I'm going to ride with Mississippi State on this one, mostly the hook that's keeping me off of it. So I'll take Mississippi State minus the 20 and a half. I'm also going to take Mississippi State minus 20 and a half. I feel like uh, Western Michigan's just not as good as Mississippi State. I mean, I think they're much. Mississippi State's a much better team than Western Michigan, even though they haven't really showed it this year. They haven't showed their guns, I guess. But uh, I don't know. Not really much to talk about in this game. Just I'm taking Mississippi State with that pick. Next, we have Bama at A&M. It's going to be electric. It's going to be a great game. It's going to be hard for Jalen to hear. It's going to be. It's going to be tough for Alabama. Um. I'm going to side with Bama on this one. Not a comfortable side, uh, but I will side with them and just hope that they do as Alabama does and get this one done. Um, man, it's going to be tough. This is a tough one for for sure. Not really sure what to think about it. I mean, they're at Kyle Field and College Station, so that's a huge, huge home field advantage for A&M. But the spread's only one point, and I do think that Alabama's going to get it done, so it's – I'm going to take Alabama in this game. Looking for Jalen Milrow to step up in the pressure and not not make mistakes. But um, I got Alabama. I think they'll probably run the ball handily and uh, get a win over Texas a Yeah, as much as the analytics want to tell you to not take Alabama yeah. right now, you know. It's like it's hard. It's, it's hard to bet so against hard to Alabama. Bet against Bama. You know, I mean, you just about can't do it. But yeah. I'm going to have to side with them on that one. Next, we got Vandy at Florida. I'm, I'm going to side with Florida on this one. I know they're giving up 18-and-a-half. The reason I'll side with them is because they're at home. I think they play a lot better at home. They do. Um, I think they're going to try to rebound off the slaughter fest that they had last week because, uh, I mean, they really they really got it just given to them last mm-hmm. week. Uh, so I think they're going to turn that around, take their anger out on a not very good Vandy team. Uh, so I'll take Florida covering the minus 18-and-a-half. I agree. They also do – they play a lot better. I agree with you that they play a lot better at home, but I just don't know that they'll beat Vanderbilt by 18-and-a-half. I think I'm going to side with Vandy. It's kind of hard to side with Vandy in this one, but uh, I am. 
just because Florida, they play a more slower pace, run the ball, try and control the um, time of possession type game. And I feel like they're just not going to beat them by 19 points. It's too high of a number. Vanderbilt, they got the talent. They just can't get it done. So I think uh, it might be a little closer than that. So I'm picking Vandy in this game. Uh, next we got is Kentucky at Georgia. Man, I'm going to side with Kentucky on this one. I know it's at Athens. That's 14 and a half points. And I just – Kentucky's look great. Uh, I know they've played some weaker opponents, but they even looked great last week. I know they were at home. I just – it's too many points. Too many points for me. Got to gotta side with Kentucky Wildcats getting 14 and a half. That 14 and a half is 35 and a half too little. <laughs> 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 no, nah, I'm just playing. Thirty-five and a half. I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm just playing. I was well. I was trying to say it's dogs by fifty. I mean, I think Georgia's gonna beat beat the crap out of Kentucky. But I would be lying if I said I wouldn't juggle in with this pick on a real note because Kentucky has looked very solid um, early on in the season. They got it was kind of slow starts a few some against some weaker teams, but it feels like they've got their footing. Um, but thing that gives me confidence in Georgia is Kirby Smart talking about how angry he was with the way that they let Auburn run the football on him. So I think the game plan is shut down the run, and if you can shut down the run against this Kentucky team, I think you beat them pretty handily. So uh, I got Georgia winning by more than 14 and a half, especially since they're in Sanford Stadium too. Next we got is Arkansas at Ole Miss. Ole Miss is laying 11 and a half. I'm going to have to sign with Arkansas on this one. I mean, even though Arkansas doesn't really look like a team that's going to be able to do the shootout game. Mm-hmm. And when you're playing Ole Miss, usually you have to do the shootout game. Hopefully uh, Arkansas can – gosh, as I'm looking at this, I don't want to change my pick. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like it's it's too many points yeah. for this Ole Miss football team. Our Arkansas is not a pushover, you know. They're yeah. not. Um, good Lord. that's This is a tough one right here, but I'm going to side with Arkansas. This Arkansas team is kind of reminding me of a 2021 Tennessee team. Just like right on the edge, it feels like. It yeah. feels like a lot of games, even when they're playing bad. Like last week, they did not have a good game, but they were still kind of in it until the end. I mean, they only lost by 12 points. And then last week against LSU, the week before against LSU, I mean, they could have won that game. Mm-hmm. It was a shootout. So, I mean, these are two teams that I feel like are pretty evenly matched, to be honest. But, I mean, I think Ole Miss has the edge, and they'll ultimately win this game but I'm still picking Arkansas because I feel like it's just too many points. So I got Arkansas plus the 11 and a half, and uh, that's what I'm rolling with. And so just to give you all a recap, right now I am 17 and 28, and Tripp is 20 and 25. I went 2 and 5 last week. He's got me about three games. 7 and 2 the week before. I've had a pretty inconsistent year. Yeah. I'll have one week where I go good. And I've had pretty consistently. <laughs> <laughs> uh but uh, outside the SEC, let's look at your picks this week, your top five. Or is it five, or how many picks you got this week? Uh, well, I will, overall, right now, I'm sitting at 15-7 and seven after going 3-2 and two last week. I actually added that Georgia one in late and told okay. you all to put the house on it. But, you know, maybe I shouldn't have added that one in. I, f- I really feel like they should have covered. But either way, I'm 15-7. and seven. That's a great record when going against spreads. Uh, this week, I've only got two picks. I'm going to go with uh, Kansas State over Oklahoma State. 
take Kansas State minus the 11. Uh, Kansas State, I'm pretty high on them this year, even though they took that loss to Missouri. Oklahoma State's a football team that I'm not really high on this year. So Kansas State minus the 11. Next is uh, Notre Dame minus six at Louisville. I just feel like this is a steal. It almost looks like a trap line because, I mean, Louisville, yes, they're a pretty good football team, and they had a great game against uh, Georgia Tech. But outside of that, Louisville just played NC State to three points. And this is a Notre Dame team. I mean, you're talking about the rankings right now. Ohio State's sitting at what right now? Three? Uh, they're sitting at three or they're four? In the they're top, in the top, they're in the top five. five. I mean, you're sure. talking about top five football team. And Notre Dame is not in that top five because of one single play. Yeah. The last play of the game in regulation is the reason that Notre Dame is not sitting in that top right. five. So this is, this is about a top five football right. team. And you're talking about a, a Louisville team that's just – just not the best. Right. Um, so I'm I'm gonna have to side with Notre Dame. Take Notre Dame minus the six in this. Got a side note. Just something I'm curious. wasn't planned at all, but uh, I got two games outside the SEC. I want your opinion on. All right. One from last week. One from this week. Last week, Colorado USC. What do you think about that game? How close it was? Uh, it was closer than I expected. It was much closer than I expected. Much too. closer than I expected. I, I seeing Colorado kind of put it together and come back in the second half yeah. and do what they did was pretty surprising that makes me a little bit worried about who i picked to win the pac-12 which was usc uh, it's looking like oregon's kind of got a got a little bit of an edge on them right especially now. after that very dominant win over Colorado. Yeah. I, I feel the same way but i was just so surprised <coughs> at how well they played i mean Shadur sanders had another like 370 passing game with four or five touchdowns i mean he went off and caleb williams was still caleb williams yeah you know i mean oh yeah He's looking. He's putting up numbers like he's going to win the Heisman again. He's still Four, the Heisman front runner. Over 400 yards passing and six touchdowns. I mean, good Lord. Uh, even though I had a, you know, I don't know. Maybe Michael Penix will do it, though. All right. My second game, what do you think about the Red River Showdown this week? <laughs> it was 49 nothing last year, Texas. But this week, it look, I mean, this year it looks a little more evenly matched. Uh, it definitely think? looks a little more evenly matched. And Vegas obviously also thinks so. Uh, looks like the line has actually went down to five now. I know it was at six, so uh, there's 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 money there's money going on Oklahoma. There's sharp money going on Oklahoma because I believe this one actually started at six and a half. As much as I don't like betting against sharp money, I've bet against sharp money this year and, and won a good few times. But I don't I don't like going against sharp money. But I got a side with Texas on this one, not just because the win over Bama. They've looked dominant all year. Quinn Ewers has ice in his veins. Uh, like you said, they won 49 to nothing last year. Really, how much of a jump in the wrong and right direction can you take in one year? I know you can have a, a drastic uh, change in efforts, but um, I just don't see I don't see it being that much of a change between both teams. Texas looks great. They're in the top five. They beat Alabama. They They've been dominant. Yes, I know Oklahoma's been absolutely dominant too, but they've been dominant over teams that I'm not very high on. The yeah. only, uh, I don't know who who else they've beat outside of the highest team that I am on uh, that I know off the top of my head is SMU. I am oh, yeah. pretty high on SMU this, this year, but they didn't beat them handily. I think uh, Texas is a team that would have handled them possibly a little better. Oh, yeah. Um, so, uh, I, I agree. Um, you know, they did beat Cincinnati. They beat Cincinnati – by 14, you know, I just – there's no way I can't side with Texas. On, I mean, I, I was almost to a point where I almost wanted it as a pick, but I 
Can't. I'm gonna stay away from the Red River Showdown. <laughs> I got I got two picks for you guys this week, and it's two W's. We're gonna get the seventeen and seven. Yeah, I like I like what Venables has done in Oklahoma, though. I mean, I feel like Dylan Gabriel has developed a lot, and he looks really good this year. But uh, for sure, I also sided with Texas just in terms of the spread. But it's, it's gonna be a dog fight this year. I think. I don't oh, think yeah. it's gonna be no forty nine to nothing. And uh, I just think uh, Oklahoma's defense ain't. Ain't it right now? And Texas is gonna take advantage of it. Yeah, but uh, I think that's all. I, all I got for for this week. Go ahead. That's all I got too. I guess we'll uh, get on out of here. We'll close this thing down, shut it down, and get on out of here, guys. Uh, we appreciate y'all watching. See ya. See ya.